I watched the the G ones, episode one, two, and three. Um, they're a thing. Hey, I, I mentioned this to you in in text, but uh, I love the part where it's like showing the like uh, series of shots of Teletran one reviving all of the Autobots, and it like wakes up Optimus Prime, and you see this quick cut of him just being like, "Thanks." Thanks. It's in it so it fast. Like, Alert. Quantum surge detected. Vector 597. Transformers. Robotic life forms born far across the galaxy on the planet Cybertron. Two groups of their forces crashed on an unknown planet. A quantum surge then changed the Beast Warriors into Transmetals, who are joined by new comrades. Now, the Beast Wars rage on. Too much energy. Good evening, Predacons! Welcome back to Too Much Energon, a laser comb podcast where we review every episode of Beast Wars ever in production order, starting from the beginning. I am one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I am your other host, Neo Cal. And this week on Too Much Energon, we have a leader class size episode as we are reviewing The Agenda Parts 1, 2, and 3, the three part season finale of Season 2. They originally aired on March 11th, 12th, and 13th, 1998. And I'm actually looking at the, the season finale. Shit yeah, already. I'm actually looking at the the release dates for the later episodes of uh, season two. So, Code of Hero aired on March 9th. Transmutate on March 10th, and the Agenda Part One, Two, and Three were on March 11th, 12th, and 13th. That would have been a fucking wild week, <laughs> right? <laughs> As a kid, yeah. Can you even imagine. Like, I don't think uh, uh, YTV in Canada, because uh, for the listeners, we we mentioned numerous times that we're Canadians. Um, I don't think YTV aired them all, like, boom, 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 like that. I think it aired them week to week. Yeah, YTV did. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what a wild week of Beast Wars television. Wow, can you imagine? I And then I... having to wait. Yeah. yeah, and then having to wait until, like, uh, October of 1998. Oh, God. You know, like, looking at uh, the, like, the, the time, the gap of time between seasons of this show, not only this show, but, like, uh, Reboot as well. Uh, listeners, we do another show just like this called Alphanumeric, where we review every episode of Mainframe Entertainment's other show from the era, Reboot. Um... But, like, I remember these season finales, seeing these season finales, and then it feeling like a fucking eternity until the, like, season premiere would roll around. Like, it, it, would, it would just feel like so long, and now I'm looking at it, and it's like, oh, it was like six months. Well, the thing is, when you're a kid, like, let's say you're a 10-year-old kid, everybody goes, oh, when you get older, time moves faster. Well, well yeah, because it feels you're, you're... like it does. Yeah, your perception of time is relative to how much time you've experienced. Exactly. So one year when you're 10 years old is 10% of your, li- your, your life. Yeah. When you're 30, it's one year is 130th, right? That's why like summers lasted forever and you came back to school and you're like, I don't remember how to do math. So like six months when you're a kid, man. 
come back to watching it and you'll be like, ah, I remember this show. I hope that I can keep up with it. It's been so long as you stroke your child imaginary beard. <laughs> and you tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Because trans metals don't need to go into beast mode. Nope. And uh, <laughs> a thing that is uh, we, we've talked about on uh, recent episodes of uh, this show, but uh, it's definitely confirmed in this episode that uh, trans metals don't short out from ener raw energon. Meanwhile, uh, vanilla transformers do. But we'll we'll get to that when when we come to it. Yes. So to, to get things to get the ball rolling, the episode opens in space. In space. The final frontier. There's a big old wave. Yeah, we so we open on the uh uh the transwarp explosion that happened at the end of season one, the, the planet buster being blown up. And we even see like chunks of Optimus's body flying through space oh, amongst did, the rubble. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was a piece of something, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, different pieces too. Like we see like one of his leg, like part of his leg, like fly by through the debris. Just to just to really like hammer that in. <laughs> just to So Yeah, to to let us know, hey, by the way, like the the Optimus you see is um like like robot Jesus. Yeah. That one that one died. The old one died. Hey so, kids, did you forget that a year ago Optimus fucking died? Well, here's a reminder. Parts of his destroyed, desecrated corpse. Um, so we we cut one to the thing that the the computer. Yeah, we cut to the bridge of the the Axelon. Yeah. I remember how I had brought up to you. I was like, I know we watched the uh, the the '80s movie, the Transformers movie, right? Yep. And I I watched um, a few episodes of G1 to get caught up on the buildup of the lore, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I've watched um, War for Cybertron on Netflix, and I was like, is Cybertron floating in space? And you and I talked about it, maybe it was last week or the week before. Yeah, we definitely you were talked like, about it recently. Maybe it's near a star, or maybe it's free-floating in space. In this shot right here, we see that it is orbiting a star, and there are oh. two other planets orbiting a star as well and cyber yeah and cybertron uh rhinox is like looking at a uh, the system right and it actually looks like um cybertron is um orbiting on in uh like a different plane than the the normal planets like it was purposely like for example how, how do i word this i don't know my astronomy terms but like this is the sun right and to the left and right all the planets orbit on more or less one plane right i think it's something like uranus or neptune is a little bit skewed or tilted or whatever but when it doesn't line up with that and it goes like vertical to let's say the horizontal that's mm -hmm. usually when uh, it's an artificial capture it's when a, uh, an asteroid or a planet or whatever was captured and now it's in a stable orbit and it captured it like from something free floating through space. And I noticed Cybertron was doing that here, which means that if it was made, right, which yes, 
No, if it was made, um, then well, they purposely wait. made it skewed off we, off the plane. We find out more about the origins of Cybertron and Beast Machines, but I don't oh, really. Remember. Okay, so whoa, I don't. Hey, <laughs> I don't really remember <laughs> the details, folks. though. <laughs> okay, well, I'll I'll save all my hypotheses for for then. Um. I almost killed myself here, gesturing wildly. There we go. Anyway, sorry. I just killed myself. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, come back as a transmetal. So yeah, basically everyone on the Axelon is super hyped because help is going to come. Yeah, so the Rhinox Rhinox explains that the the transwarp wave is traveling through space and is going to hit Cybertron pretty soon. So obviously this transwarp wave is traveling through time because as we're soon going to find out, they are se- they've gone back in time millions of years. Not 4 million years, but they are definitely at some point between the yeah. 4 million year mark where the uh the Autobots and Decepticons crash landed on Earth. Spoilers for the end of this episode, I guess. Um so they they are somewhere between the four million year mark and nineteen eighty four, and given the fact that humanity is only kind of just sort of getting started, I'm guessing they they're probably at least like two hundred and fifty thousand years in the past, or more. I, it's it's hard to it's hard. Hard it's to hard say. to say, but that's that's kind of my guess as someone who took a few anthropology classes. I'm not saying okay. that, I'm saying I'm not uh, a, I'm no expert at all, but that's my kind of education. Okay, so they're close to the dawn of mankind. Yeah. Or yeah. sorry, closer to the dawn of mankind as compared to when the Autobots like in G one they, they crash on Earth. Long Four million before, years ago, yeah. Long, sorry, long before. Um, way before humanity is there, everyone gets knocked out. Yeah, and they're woken up when humanity is in its in like, what do you call the the eighties? <laughs> Not the age of information, the diamond age. I don't know what you the, call it. The Reagan era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's in historical terms that's what they it will be known as they the wake up in the reagan era, era. and yeah. reagan's america damn it um but yeah so obviously this transwarp wave uh is able to go it's going in the time. past well it's going into the future right because, because the transwarped into the past in the first place yeah and the they're on earth say roughly 250,000 years ago but the Cybertron that they come from is 300 years from now. So this trans, this quantum surge is going forward into the future at an accelerated rate. 300 years from the present on yes. the show? From, okay, the, pre- so... from the present, uh, from like our time. Because so... they, men- they, they mentioned in the past that um, uh, the great war between the Autobots and Decepticons happened three centuries ago. Okay. And Transformers the movie was set in 2005. So we'll say this is roughly they're from roughly the early 24th century. 
which would place them around the same time as Star Trek The Next Generation, incidentally. Oh, really? Yeah. Coincidence? <laughs> I mean, we know, the, we know the guys at uh, Mainframe like Star Drunk. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so Transwarp uh, uh, Wave, the Quantum Surge, traveling into the future. And... Uh, yeah, basically, they're like, Rhinox is like, oh, uh, yeah, Cybertron's going to detect it. They'll send help. We're going home. And then the Maximals all start dancing. And Optimus and Cheetor are like dancing like arm in arm with one, in, with one another. It looks hysterical. And, and so uh, why do they think that that's a good thing? Is it because the Maximals are like in charge, kind of? Like there's like an uneasy yeah, the, peace? Yeah, the, the Maximals are kind of the ruling class on Cybertron, and the Predacons are Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, 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 the Maximals will be able, on Cybertron will be able to detect the location of the Axelon from this transwarp explosion, presumably. Well, if they're from the future, right? Like, and you said roughly 300-ish years. Yeah. Then you could say that Cybertron, maybe Cybertron is 300 light years away. Because if the transwarp wave is like gravitational waves or like photons or whatever. Yes, but remember, It would make sense that it goes into the future. Yeah, but... Naturally. Remember, though, where they are now on Earth is about, like I said, roughly about 250,000 years ago. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. I'm sure people listening are like, Cal, you idiot, haven't you been paying attention? Yeah. Uh, I, was try- I was trying to explain all of this to my, to my partner. <laughs> The other day, well, we we went out for dinner, and I was trying to explain it to her. And even and you were she... like that meme with the. <laughs> and I even referenced that. I even referenced that. What is she that? Was like from uh, the meme of uh, uh, Charlie from "It's Always Sunny," <laughs> with like the the like conspiracy board behind him. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Did you get uh, it? Was she like, "Oh, okay, it all makes sense." Uh, she, she was having trouble with it for a while. And then eventually I think. She, and then you she started, you were on men, at men, you're at Montana. So you took out the crayons and you started drawing, <laughs> <laughs> drawing oh, a only. timeline. Oh, uh, if only, um, we should make one and post it on Twitter. Yeah, there you go. There must, it, one must already exist. I'm anyway, sure sorry. That, yeah, I, I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's an official Transformers timeline out there. Probably tied to War for Cybertron, honestly. So, they're going I mean, home. The, I mean, the, the Earthrise action figures like actually come, uh, come with a, like... The inside of the box comes with a piece of a map of the galaxy. Oh. And it, it even, like... At, like it even uh like on one part of it cuz like i don't have all the earthrise figures so uh, like i'll never 
have the completed map myself, but like I've seen people post them online. And like one section of the map, like even references the the aliens from this show is Homeworld. Oh, wild. Yeah, I know, right? I, um they somebody knows something. <laughs> somebody. Hasbro. They have all so, the answers. Rhinox hacked into the Matrix to find out when Cybertron would receive the transwarp signal because it's shooting crazy fast through space and time. But Megatron knows too, right? Yeah. With his computer? Yeah. I mean, they, they both have access to the same information. Like, Makes sense. Just scanning space. Oh, the... Uh... The, the quantum surge is traveling through space and time. And presumably, like, both of their computers can, like, come up with, like, simulations. They're, they're advanced, more advanced than, than ours, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. know how tra- trans-warp signals work more than, more than our own. Yeah, exactly. And they're... so in Transformers, like, like... Because what did Rhinox say? He says it in one of these episodes. Um, transwarp capabilities are relatively new. Uh, like this is something that is relatively new to the Transformers. No? Um, later on, when Beast Wars Megatron plays the... Uh, plays the video playback of G1 Megatron. G1 Megatron references that transwarp technology is being developed. Oh, even back then. Yeah, yeah. Which oh, I, okay. I have things right. to say about that. Right, There's a, right, right. I have things to say about that, but we'll we'll wait till we get there. Okay, uh, there's a okay. there, there's a like amusing little exchange on the bridge here between Rattrap and Silverbolt where Rattrap's like basically Oh god, this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> basically telling Silverbolt he's essentially going to take him to a titty bar. Yeah, and uh, and what and, does he say? He's like, oh, the the uh, he's like the female trans. Uh, he's like the servant bots are walking around without their chest without plates, covered. chest plates. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And Silverbolt like looks at him like, yeah, basically. <laughs> and then Cheetor, Cheetor is like, just what like, are you guys talking about? <laughs> Ah, uh, forget that. We're gonna go to the water park. I'm I'm with Cheetor. Go to the fucking water park on Cybertron, man. It'd be fucking wild. Why not both? Yeah. yeah. What or why not both? Come on, live go, a little. Go go to the water park and then go to the titty bar. Like Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, Why limit yourself? Yeah. The, the, when we jump to the dark side, um, it's just Megatron and Inferno. Yeah. And he asks, uh, so, well, have you figured out anything about the uh, the humans in the valley? The early humans in the valley? Yeah. And Inferno says, um, our attack seems to, seems to have caused uh, several tribes to scatter your royalty. Yeah. So they didn't forget about them. Because you and I had talked about it, and we were like, What's stopping them from just going and killing off the humans another day? Yeah. 
So I, I like that they're at least addressing that. Inferno says that uh, uh, because they've scattered so much in various different directions, basically, like, it'll be impossible to track them all down. That's interesting. So if the timeline is inevitable, right, it's almost like the attack on them was supposed to happen. Because early, like, proto-men did spread out. And let's say this is, like I said, I don't know anything about anthropology. But let's say this is the, um, you know, like, some of them become Neanderthal. And some of them become, you know, like, the pygmy humans. And some of them become Homo sapiens or or whatever. Homo Um, erectus. Or, yeah, and maybe this, that's when they scatter and they start to become these different um different like proto humans like this was like the pre predecessor or they're all these are all actually just just humans i mean they don't look like it they look no these are these are one of our predecessors like probably probably homo erectus honestly so we're not that far back no this isn't millions of years like yeah like you said you pr- you prophesized that it was theorized that it was like 250,000 years ago yeah yeah like i said it's I, i'm not an expert so if anyone you know watching what? or listening to Neither... this know, knows better like that's just as me who took who did like a year and a half of anthropology in university like that's just my rough estimate actually that's 250,000 years if you're listening and you you know about this kind of thing and it it's inaccurate or accurate you can email us and and let us know yeah too much energy on it outlook.com we we know as much as the show writers do apparently (laughs) probably but my my point was it'd, it'd be cool if like like fate is inevitable and the reason mankind spread out across the globe was because of this predacon attack yeah, it's kind of cool well, to, to think well, it's about. In, it, it's implied at the end of uh, Code of Hero that uh, that man discovered like weapon usage, tools. Yeah, yeah, or like of, weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, weapons specifically because of um, Dinobot. Because of Dinobot. Fucking beat beat that snake's ass down. consistently good but like especially i think in the second second and third episode chastise them like that's yeah uh but where are we here oh um inferno's like hey i have one more high risk like plan like tucked away in my pocket megatron yeah and inferno's inferno's like uh what's that and he just kind of like opens up a video as it like a uh, security cam as it follows black arachnia out of the the base so he doesn't say but if you're watching along with us this far you know that like inferno has kind of taken Scorpionok's role as his right right hand man. He tells him like everything. He schemes with them. He completely trusts him. Yeah. 
And I, I've noticed Inferno has become a little less insane as a result. He's become a little less bleh. <laughs> I, I disagree. He does something really dumb that leads to his own demise in this three-parter. So I, yeah, and we never find out his fate, too. So it's like, is he just dead? For no reason. Like, we, we don't see oh, him again. We'll get to that, yeah. Yeah season finale yeah uh so, um, so megatron so, says so basically bolt. he has like one uh like one more high risk uh maneuver to play mm-hmm. except he doesn't because like the next thing he tries doesn't work so he's like oh actually i have one more move to play cheers <laughs> <laughs> uh, may- maybe one more okay fuck it i'll make it up as Time for a mulligan. And yeah. So we get a scene where there's like noble music playing with Silverbolt flying through the air gracefully. And he goes to this like rocky like mountaintop and there's kind of like a little pond there. Yeah. And yeah. somebody sneaks up on him. Yeah, somebody sneaks up on him. It's uh it's obviously Black Arachnia because who else is it gonna be? And they have this like she she's like, are you carrying a graviton generator? Maximal. He's like both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they... it's quite obvious now. Because he like turns around, grabs her by the waist, and just manhandles her gun out of her hand. And he's like, yeah. why the weapon? Yeah. So And she's like, Oh, I thought you were into that. <laughs> no, but they, yeah. they, no, they, they, Obviously they have a like a, they have like a little back and forth where it's uh, implying that they've kind of got a thing going on and definitely uh, got a thing come going on. Yeah, and Silverbolt uh, brought her something. Do you know what this thing is that he brought her? Graviton emitter. Yeah, that's yeah, it's it's what makes zip boards work. Oh, oh, actually, that kind of makes sense. Because, because uh, they're from the pod, the stasis pods. Yeah, and later on we see that she's converted a stasis, hollowed out a stasis pod and converted it into basically like a hover a dinghy. Hover dinghy. <laughs> yeah, a hover thing. Uh, okay, so that, that makes I didn't put that together when I watched this. That's earlier. the only thing I can think of, which yeah. is weird because they have um, the terror boards back at base. But presumably those don't work outside the dark side. Those are Maybe, like electrical, yeah. e- electrically like maintained. I guess that makes sense, yeah, because we've never seen them used outside of the the ship at all. No, and the so, sh- and like the terror boards can be operated remotely, like in the ship, like by voice command in the ship. Like yeah, they can come to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So yeah. this thing, this thing is helps her make her her hover boat you said it rest hover dinghy <laughs> later <laughs> That's on what it is basically yeah um yeah so they have like a little back and forth and he's like so something interesting you said um that you think that at this point in the timeline um maximals and predacons are just kind of like political factions more so than different types of transformers 
different races. Yeah, that's how I like to look at it. I don't know the, if that's actually that, well. That makes canon. sense because they can reprogram the protoforms to be Predacons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when Silverbolt's talking to Black Arachnia here, he says, um, "Hey, like, c- come to Cybertron, like, with me." We have, snacks. and she's all, "Yeah, we can we can bone <laughs> there too, right?" And <laughs> where's my too much energon? Yeah, so if they were the, if they were from the same race though, then they wouldn't need to be reprogrammed as a Predacon or a Mac or left as a Maximal, right? Mm-hmm. You could just wake up and be like, "Hello, you're on my side now," which is what happened to the Fusors. Yeah, because remember, they weren't either. They chose which side to be on. Yeah. Like Megatron showed up and he's like, "You're on my side, don't you remember?" Oh, that's right. Your memory circuits were fried. Well, Silverbolt was like, "Silverbolt was like, uh, uh, this feels icky. I don't like you guys." And meanwhile, Qu- Quick Strike is just like, "Yeehaw!" <laughs> what do I? When do I get to shoot stuff? What in tarnation? So he he says, Silverbolt says to Black Arachnia here, hey, you can be reprogrammed as a Maximal, no problem. And she says, no, I like being bad. And you like it too. And part of you deep inside likes it too. So I'm like, reprogram? How much does that change you? Because Dino, or is reprogramming just changing your voice activation? Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's it's nebulous. Yeah, you think so too? Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to briefly touch on that to see if you knew something I I didn't. Well, I I think they do have a different nature. Do you know what I mean? Like they're scheming, they're ambitious. Um they're a little bit more cruel. They they like battle because yeah. they descended from Decepticons, right? Yeah. So wouldn't that mean they are different races sort of? No. Well, the Autobots and Decepticons start began as one race originally. They began; they all began as Decepticons, actually. Oh, yeah, they all began as Decepticons. They were built by the the Quintessons to essentially be slave labor, and they right. rebelled. They Those rebelled against losers. Yeah, they they rebelled against their creators, and then due to an ideological split, they broke off into the Autobots were born. It's kind of like what happened between the Vulcans and the the uh, uh, Romulans in Star Trek. Yeah, they've there's been so much time separated that they became a different like race. Technically, yeah. Although, like they 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 share a common lineage, and it was essentially boiled down to a ideological split that divided them. Hmm. So. How much of on Beast Wars? Um, how much do you think? An odd time for me to get like ask these philosophical questions when we're trying to wing through these. But how much do you think their personality is f- from being a Predacon or from being a Maximal versus based on the animal that they chose for their Beast mode? I feel like the animal is like at least fifty percent of their personality. Well, we've seen that their uh, their beast modes do have an, like do influence their personality. So, and do you think that the um, Maximals and the Predacons that arrived on the planet 
I don't think that their personality was changed by their creature. I think they chose an animal that they thought matched their personality. But the protoforms, when they woke up, I feel like their personalities were determined by what animal was scanned. Yeah, it makes sense. Do you feel like that? Yeah. Yeah. Eh, Just random things like that that would pop up in my head. I can agree with that. Yeah. And in, in well, in that case, I don't know the what the Predacons and the Maximals are like back on Cybertron, but in this case, it makes sense, right? Like, a lot of the Predacons are predators, and a lot of the Maximals are mammals, which have emotions, which have um, com- uh, like pack mentality, which have compassion and stuff. Yeah. Warm-blooded versus cold-blooded. Mm, that's a good point. Insects and and like reptiles, right? Yep. Eh. All right. Oh, made me think of Bird Mom, but she gone. Man, the fuck happened to her? She oh, is. she's right there. That's where she she's went. Right here. <laughs> As you're listening one. to this in audio, uh, listeners, I am holding up a War for Cybertron Kingdom Air Razor figure. This just came out. It's actually one of the best it's, uh, kingdom it's pretty, figures. It looks pretty rad. Yeah. Oh, and the wings fold back behind her. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she she looks pretty rad. Yeah, it's a great figure. It's uh, her and uh, Optimus Primal are my two yes. favorite uh, kingdom figures so far. They're, they're pretty. They're pretty. Pretty rad. Yeah. So sorry about that. Deviating from the. The, the plot here but uh hey, it's what we're here for some philosophical questions you know what maybe i'll write some of them down and if we ever do like a wrap-up we can dive into those like questions more separately when we're not covering a gigantic <laughs> three-part episode <laughs> yeah. sorry christopher i the maybe this episode wasn't the the time to bring that shit up oh we'll definitely do a uh i i definitely want to do a like special like beast wars 25th anniversary wrap-up episode once the once we're done with this nice perfect and that that can be that can be our snyder cut episode our that like can be our hour- snyder cut Four hour long podcast. Just bullshit just, about whatever we want. Yeah. For like Candace, for hours. Yeah. Bring her get, in like, here. get like several guests on the on the the podcast, like at different times, you know. Oh. Yeah, why not? Yeah, be like, hey, that's a good I'd idea. Join in like mid recording. Oh, yeah. you won't you've only got like twenty minutes to chat? Cool. Once you're yeah, gone, be we'll like bring the someone else show. In. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's good thinking. Yeah. Spitballing so, ideas here. Yeah. So speaking where of, were we? Oh, right. Speaking of spitball, and the the quantum surge uh, takes out a uh, uh, some kind of like satellite, and we. Oh, we I go thought with... you were going to talk about Silverbolt kissing Black Arachnia. You were like speaking of spitballing. <laughs> oh yeah, they kissed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's like, he, she's like, now call me mommy, and he's like, hmm. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, is the quantum surge like? Yeah, the the quantum surge fucks up, fucks up a, a Cybertron Cybertronian space station. We'll find out very quickly that it's a Predacon space station, and ah. we see a bunch of like kind of low low light shots of like kind of <laughs> just tripping over each other like in a <laughs> Star Trek, <laughs> <scene>. <laughs> like robots like 
falling all over the place. Like, yeah. <laughs> in it's some like action you're not poses. supposed to run around when the. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One literally so trips when over there's an earthquake. One that falls over. <laughs> it's like running when there's an earthquake or a fire. Uh, they clearly and, haven't been trained. And so we, we cut to a, a, a room, presumably on this station, of uh, uh, a poker table with like a, like <laughs> a little overhead lamp. An interrogation lamp? <laughs> yeah. with shaky. I know it's for dramatic effect to show off their lighting in shadows. <laughs> It's just yeah. this shitty, like little, like you know, lamp from like the seventies, like swinging back and forth. Yeah, and uh, we get some new shit here. We got these three. Uh, they don't even look like transformers to me, to be perfectly honest. My partner said like that. I guess she they like, are. What the fuck are these red guys? And I'm like, the Predacon elite. I I guess the Tripredicus Council. I don't think they're red. It's just the lighting. I thought the lighting was white. Yeah, no, the they, lighting's white, and they're red. No, they... Because the they lighting pr- hits them, and it looks white. No, they, they, they put their hands over these, like, red lights in front of them that illuminate, and they illuminate oh. red onto them. Oh. Okay, well, whatever. They're red, gross-looking dudes. Yeah, they're they're weird they're looking. Cool, they look, but they're weird. They look like something out of a like the opening FMV sequence of like a Diablo clone from like 1996. That's awfully specific, but I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Came out after Diablo one, but before Diablo two. Exactly. Some sort of yeah. scene. Yeah. 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 Yeah, some like some like cheap like knockoff of Diablo that came out like you know that was quickly developed like six months after Diablo came out. They they clearly didn't intend to have the many scenes with these individuals. No, it's intriguing. It's cool. Don't get me wrong, but so the Tripredicus Council seems to be like some kind of like Predacon ruling body. And uh, yes, Predacon to, to kind of like, yeah, to, to kind of gloss the over Illuminati. the scene, yeah, basically to kind of gloss over the scene a little bit. Like, the, the Cliff Notes version is uh, uh, they detected the, the trans warp wave, they've made it so the Maximals won't be able to detect it, and they want to eliminate Megatron because, like, him stealing the golden disc and stealing the dark side. We we find out now that it wasn't even his ship. He stole the ship. He fucking but, stole the ship and yeah. recruited his crew. Yeah. So big, like, big reveal there is that he's a he didn't act with the Predacon's permission. No, right? and I kind if of always assumed up, that. Yeah, it's kind of implied that he's a, a hothead, right? Yeah. And these, the, the Tripredicate, what? What are they called? Tripredicus Council. <laughs> Tripredicus Council. Um, they do want to make their move against the Maximals and take over, right? But like Megatron, like... Jumped played his cards too early and jumped the gun. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that fucked things up for them because they were like, Ugh, like he's, he's 
we need to maintain that the Predacons and the Maximals are at peace. Yeah. And he's fucking our shit up. And I think one of so, them even mentioned something along the lines of like, yeah, this created a lot of like uh, diplomatic problems for us. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Like imagine like a, who say let's say a, a Japanese or a Russian spy, <laughs> like stealing like what would be an American artifact to steal the Declaration of Independence, right? <laughs> but the Declaration of Independence had magic in it. Russian Nicholas Cage steals Russian the Declaration of, of Independence. Oh God, yeah, and there's this early men's like magic in it, and they talk to each other and they say, um, "We need to send an operative to take care of Megatron, like quietly." I, I like that the one of them is like, I've sent an operative and he looks over and he's like, you know, the one. Yeah. Like quite literally, he's like, you know, the one I'm like, okay. Like, you, did you know that you can talk to each other? No one else is there. I sent an operative, that operative, eh? I sent him. You know, the one, you know, the one I don't want to say in case someone's listening and stare at the camera. No. <laughs> uh, and, it's interesting uh, that Megatron is like enemy of the state for the Predacons, though. Yeah, like they they kind of want to take him out more than the Maximals do. Well, and they they they're way more interested in eliminating him than like like they seemingly don't. They even seemingly really give don't a even shit. care about the Maximals. Yeah, they don't give a shit about the Maximals. Like no. they. They just want to get rid of Megatron <laughs> so, because he's cra- basically just been a big headache for them. Yeah. So yeah, they, they've sent a, they, they've sent uh, the agent, you, you know, know, the, the one, one. Uh, uh, and it shows us, sorry, go ahead <laughs> in a uh, experimental transwarp cruiser, which is a pretty dope mm, looking ship. It's fucking dope. Reminds yeah. me of something from X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Although I like, can't remember what it is. The, the X-Wing. The the blackbird. Oh, it's just called the blackbird. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the blackbird. Come there is actually a cooler. Um, I like this one more. There, there's actually a toy that just came out. I actually saw it at EB Games today. Um, uh, for American listeners, EB Games is our version of GameStop. It's even it's owned, owned by, it's even the owned same, by yeah. GameStop. Yeah, it's just called EB Games in Canada. It is and GameStop, Australia. Bro. Oh, yeah. In Canada and Australia, so I don't for even our know Australian what it stands listeners, for. we we do. What's uh, wrong with GameStop? The the name GameStop. Uh, EB Games. Uh, it was originally called Electronics Boutique. I don't know if you right, remember. Right, like, right, right, right. You've like told me this before. Or yeah. back in the early two thousands, it was the Electronics Boutique. Yeah, uh, and then it got rebranded to EB Games. I think in the mid two thousands. So. Well, I was going to say, though, real quick, is there is actually a Transformer that is the X-Men Blackbird. Oh, it's yeah. a ship? Yeah. Oh, So okay, it's the well. X-Men Blackbird, and it transforms into a robot that kind of looks like a mix between Cyclops and Wolverine. Is that on purpose? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a like, uh, crossover Cross-promotional product. Cross-promotional thing? Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. 
That's cool. There, there's a few of them. Like I have one called uh, Gigawatt, which transforms into the Back to the Future DeLorean. Gigawatt. And uh, Giga, there, please. There's another one Am I called. Allowed to say that. <laughs> there's another Gigawatt. one called Ectotron, which uh, turns oh. into Ecto One from Ghostbusters. I should Google that. That sounds rad. Yeah, it's pretty cool. If I see it in store somewhere, um, apparently it's a Toys R Us exclusive in Canada. But yeah, if I see it in store, um, I'm oh, probably going to pick it definitely. up. Definitely, that's right. That sounds rad. Uh, so what the Predacons do is one of their satellites orbiting um, Cybertron will accidentally explode. Yeah. Right, and the explosion from it will disrupt the wave created by the transwarp explosion. Yeah. So that the transwarp wave doesn't hit Cybertron. Yeah. And I... it, shows the, it shows the viewer this. It's happening on screen as they're talking about it. Yeah. as Because like, it hasn't happened yet, but it's showing that it does. Revealing that the Maximals don't know they're out there. Yeah. Just the Predacons do. Yeah, I kind of glossed over a few minutes ago. No, it's okay. I just that, wanted to uh, visualize it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what that reveals to us is Maximals don't know they're there. Yeah. Just the Preds. Which, the, the, the visual of it is kind of funny because, like, it basically creates, like, a, a hole in the transwarp wave. So, like, <laughs> either side of it goes right past Cybertron. And it's like... The wave is disrupted. And it's like... Really, is no one looking up right now? <laughs> because it's bright blue and purple. Yeah, like no one is standing on Cybertron being like, huh. Well, they don't have any other satellites? Not yeah. a single one? No. They, like... don't have, they don't have moons or like other space stations? No, it just, they cut it perfectly. Um, yeah. At the end of the scene, the, tra- uh, the, the pre- pre- Predocius um, Illuminati, I... I Fuck, I can't remember what they're called. Um, the one of the dudes grabs that stupid fucking lamp above them, and stopping it from swinging, and he like stabilizes it. And I'm like, why didn't you do that before you started talking? Yeah, it's just a weird little dumb thing I thought found funny. Uh, so, so we're, we're back. On, we're back on Planet Energon. Back on Planet Energon, we're at the Axelon. Silverbolt comes back, and uh, Optimus grills him. About uh, the fact that he's been out, and we we get the feeling that Punches he kind of rat trap. It we we kind of get the feeling that uh, they they suspect that Silverbolt is boinking Black Arachnia. Based on rat trap, rat trap was like he doesn't know, but he poked fun at him. He's like, "Oh, uh, you're off to some secret mission, blah blah blah," and he gets defensive and like a- physically attacks Rat Trap. I actually like what Rattrap said, like the the exchange here. So Silverbolt's like, "Oh yes, uh, I was scouting," and Rattrap's like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, scouting the enemy. Yeah, yeah." Is that what you learn call any it? new positions? And I'm like, uh, "See, like, I don't know that I necessarily would have got that when I originally watched this show, but watching it now, I'm like, that's I I find yeah. that amusing." learn any new positions and um he gets attacked like straight up by silverbolt and that doesn't feel like something silverbolt would do like yeah um he's... that's uh 
that's uh, that's the power of love, as Huey Lewis would say. He... <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't even insulting Black Arachne. He was just <laughs> implying that he was off. It implying or probing. Maybe Rattrap didn't know, but he wanted to see his reaction. And based on his reaction, it's clear that he was right. Yeah, yeah, that's like terrible that, that poker face, Silverbolt. Yeah, you're you too. Yeah. yeah, so terrible fucking poker face. He attacks Rat Trap. He attacks Rat Trap and Optimus. But the thing is, he's right. Like Rat Trap was right. Yeah. So why do you get weird and pissy? It'd be one thing if he was like, "Uh, I no, shut up, you're stupid," but he like attack violent, like violently attacks him. Whatever. Yeah, and um, I mean, Silverbolt being involved with Black Arachnia is kind of morally questionable. When life and death is on the line. And it's like, I get it, okay? she's Right now, she's literally the only girl on the planet. She, she's, a, she's hot, too. I, I was gonna say, and and dim titties, you know, <laughs> like like Optimus, be- Optimus pulls him aside and he's like, I I know she's the only girl on the planet, but don't stick your dick in crazy. <laughs> and he's like, but Dad, and he's like, listen to me. Yeah, apparently the Preds are making like. They have like a computer terminal and they're make shit setting up something like right outside the axelon. Yeah. Like 30 feet away. I don't get it. A cannon? A, a tank? I don't. A scanner? A cloaking device? Do you know what it's supposed to be? Uh, I think they were scanning the maximal shields maybe to figure out like the weak its weak point where Rampage should attack. And instead of communicating, and the listeners by now know that Rampage is a little... He's a mega chunk boy with weapons that are vastly more destructive than everyone else's. And armor that is vastly more um, durable than the normal Transformer. But apparently even he has his limits, which we will find out later, because he gets blown to shit. Yeah, he lands and smashes whatever this like computer terminal thing was that Waspinator was working on. And I'm like, well, why show that if he's just going to smash it? It's to show that he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And instead of like communicating with the team, he just like fires his like triple barrel missile launcher right at the base. No planning, no no subtlety. Huge fireworks. Yeah. Optimus even comments on the lack of subtlety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like so, I yeah. said. Full, full bore Predacon attack on the, the Axelon. Uh, they bring up auto guns to that return do fire. Nothing. That do nothing. They get taken they, out like right taken away. Out right away. <laughs> Shouldn't they? Shouldn't they have had them up already? I like they were coming. There's a quick shot of uh, 
uh, Rat Trap and Silverbolt, and Rat Trap is like, man, what do we do? Or something like that. And Silverbolt's like, well, given our proximity, I usually would breathe through my mouth. <laughs> I actually like that. That there's a Silverbolt and Rat Trap back and forth now. That feels well, like mean, something Dinobot would say. Well, I mean, Dinobot's dead now, so Scott McNeil needs to raz needs to find someone else to raz. Yeah, that's also voiced by him. <laughs> He's that was that was in his contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he ne he needs to take jabs at himself in every yeah. episode. I need one of my characters to take jabs at one of my other characters at all times. Yeah, that's a good joke, though. Yeah. What do we do now? Well, given our proximity, I breathe through my mouth. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably the one of the funnier jokes on Beast Wars. Uh, yeah, at, at least, least in a while. At least, at least in a while. Yeah, yeah. this season, yeah. at least. Yeah. Uh, so the 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 battles going on. The the Axelon's getting attacked, and the, the shields uh, are holding. Yeah. Yeah, the transwarp cruiser carrying the uh, the the agent, you know the one. You know the one. You know the one. Uh, appears in space, and it's showing the the viewer. It's invisible, but it has kind of like a wireframe outline to let us know where it is. If you've seen Predator, you you get the idea. Or like Wonder Woman's like invisible jet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, so maximal weapons and shields are failing and, uh, the transwarp ship, the invisible transwarp ship, mm -hmm. uh, shows up and starts cleaning house, attacking the Predacons. All three of them. <laughs> All three of them. Because Black Arachne in here. Well, Tarantula's who we got left. here? We got Rampage, Inferno. we got Inferno, we got oh, Quick Strike. And uh, Megatron's here, too. You're right. right. There's five. There's five yeah. of them. I didn't... Yeah. Well, yeah, at some point, uh, like, Megatron and uh, Quickstrike kind of just showed up. Like, we yeah. didn't really even see them show no, up. They, yeah. All of a sudden, they were just kind of part of the battle. And we're here, too! Yeehaw! <laughs> what in tarnation! Yeah, Inferno's like, oh, I can't see what's shooting at us. And Megatron's he, like, no! He says... I cannot see a target for my flame. Oh, is that the line? <laughs> That's the line. It's a good. It's Inferno's it's a very been on the show enough line. that that's we can say Inferno says some Inferno bullshit. Yeah, it's a good line. Yeah, and Megatron notices that as well, and he's like, "Hmm, neither can I." All Predacons return to base. Yeah, it's time to increase my wager. Cheers. Hmm. And so they fuck off, and the the Maximals are confused about what happened. And Optimus is like, "Oh, we had help." And uh, Rat Trap's like, "No, there was nothing out there. I had the scanners up the whole time. It's just yeah. us." And so the 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 Klingon bird of prey decloaks and lands. Yeah. Um. Optimus is like, lower the shields. Yeah, and, and Rat Trap's like, uh, that ain't no maximal ship. And Optimus is like, well, if he wanted to, if it wanted to destroy us, it would have. Lower the shields. And they don't see anything, and uh, 
the top hatch opens up and like we see some like red like laser laser pointers that Predacon. Like, shoot. Oh sorry, um uh, Predator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like how Silverbolt pulls one of his like wingtips out, but like they're explosive. I'm like, what are you what are you gonna do with that smith? Uh, I always find it funny because some of them, like Dinobot, um, his only like non non melee weapon was his eye lasers, right? But like with Silverbolt, I'm like, it's like he's pulling out a grenade. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are, what are you gonna do with, <laughs> with that, man? You're in close close quarters, and you're inside your ship. So something happens here that even when I was watching this when I was 13, I didn't really understand. So they're all confused about like why, like, oh, what's this invisible dude up there? Yeah, Cheeto's like, what do you think it is, Big Bot? And Optimus is like, not what, who? And they're like, what? And he's like, after the Great War, a few Decepticons were granted amnesty. Most have retired. But rumor has it one was reprogrammed and rebuilt as a Predacon. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, like, Thanks for the info dump, but like, why is that where you went with this immediately? And how would he know? And why would he reveal that information now? Yeah. So it's like, right after he said that. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so like, an invisible dude shows up to help them. And everyone's confused about it. And Optimus is just all of a sudden like, oh, it must be this old Decepticon. And I'm like, why? Why? Like, how, like how? <laughs> it's, a, it's a like one of those plot holes. There, that, that is a massive plot hole. <laughs> one of the plot holes that happen throughout Beast Wars that, as a kid, you kind of don't give a shit about, but as an adult, or you know, two guys in their thirties scrutinizing every episode painfully, <laughs> um, it's. It's it's a big one. It's it's weird that he would know who it is and that he would talk about him like right right then. Yeah. Like and how does that help them? <laughs> it also yeah. reveals have you noticed that Optimus Primal kind of like knows a lot that he shouldn't? Like do you know what I mean? Like he 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 the the goal of the one of the secret objectives of the Axelon was to ditch um, mm-hmm. protoform X, right? Yeah. He also, um, he spends a lot of time in this, in these next couple episodes being really cryptic. Unnes- like, I know it's to like, kind of like, build tension. The, it, yeah. To build tension and kind of entice the viewer. But it's like, he keeps being like, oh, if Megatron is found, if this person's going where I think they're going, if Megatron's found where, what I think he's found, it's like, you don't need to be that cryptic, especially if it's something this <laughs> fucking important. Just like, tell maybe, us. Just tell us. Also, how did you know? Optimus Primal? Well, exactly. And that's not even revealed in these episodes. <laughs> well, get- <laughs> Okay, so listeners, I know it sounds like we're kind of bagging on these episodes, but don't get me wrong. I think these are some of the best episodes of Beast Wars, like top to bottom. There's just a lot of (laughs) information that certain characters know that they don't share, and there's no reason why. 
Like it's implied that Optimus Primal and Megatron both know a certain arc is on these planets. Yeah. Well, why? How, one, how did you? Okay, so they know it's Earth, right? Yeah. So, so that's how they know. But like, so Megatron could could have got that info off of the golden disc. Although the timeline is a little fucky with that, and I'll mention that when we get there eventually. Yeah. So um, somehow Optimus knows that this agent is Ravage, Ravage, as he's about to reveal. And he shoots all of their guns out of their hands. Rhinox's rat traps, Optimus Primals. Yeah. And he descends like the the predator as he uncloaks and has yeah, he, an evil laugh. Yeah, he decloaks, he's laughing maniacally in a like very over-the-top Russian accent, and we see that he is a anthropomorphic robot catman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like a leopard? Or a panther? Panther, yeah. Um, you will pardon my shooting the weapons from your hands. So, uh, for, for those who don't know, Ravage uh, was a G1 Decepticon who was one of Soundwave's cassette tapes. Yes, he had Ravage, um, Laserbeak, Laserbeak, Rumble, Frenzy, and Ratbat. And they all, um, yeah, they go inside of Soundwave, so their alternate form is a cassette. And interesting, but but on the the in in G one, they're all small. Like they're they're really like small. Um, I think Rumble like is about human sized. Because yep. like Spike's dad like tackles him <laughs> at one point, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then after he wrestles with a robot, why would you do that? He's like, "Help!" That's G one. I'm talking. <laughs> that actually, him, Spike's dad yelling for help is actually why Optimus loses the damn battle against. We should. We should maybe do like a bonus covering those episodes on this podcast yeah. sometime. Um, which I noticed paralleled the battle with Dinobot and Optimus in Beast Wars Part Two. Mm, yes, so, sort of. I guess you could say, like an homage to it. But anyways, yes. Um, Ravage puts away his guns, and he says, "Uh, like sorry about the intro. I just wanted to avoid any regrettable accidents." And he like holsters his his guns yeah and to to kind of quickly go over this scene basically ravage like tells them that he's there to to uh to recover mega to arrest megatron and that the predacon alliance is like deeply sorry for all of the trouble that he's caused yeah megatron's actions don't don't reflect yeah. the the Predacon maximal yeah, we're, alliance he's not with us <laughs> no, no he fuck fuck this guy yeah <laughs> And uh, uh, and there's a the shot maximal, trap. Moment. Maximals yeah. are like, well, what about the the maximals of Cybertron? And uh, uh, Ravage says some bullshit about how like the the transwarp wave was too weak. Only the Predacons detected it, and uh, they want to be as discreet as possible with all of this. So right right away, that should reveal some red flags, right? Yeah. Only the Predacons know, and they're keeping it secret so that we can keep this quiet and just like, you know, sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Is the implication. But if they're in an alliance, they should have told the Maximals right away. 
Yeah. So Optimus, Optimus Primal isn't a dumbass. He should be I, going, wait, why is this being swept under the rug? So why is this being swept under the rug? And after we help this guy, what's he going to do? Like, like, is he really just going to take us home and be like, okay, do you pinky swear that you'll keep all of this a secret? Pinky swear that you'll keep it all a promise? Do you swear? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like no, he's he's either just gonna maroon them there. Red flag and no not one Maximo thought about that. Yeah. It's like, oh, we wanted to keep the secret. Why why? Also, I like the fact that Ravage in this is just straight up like a Cold War era like Russian spy, basically. Unapologetically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um where are we here? Where are we? Uh, yeah, Optimus says we're in some interesting times. Black yeah. Arachnia doing some science, doing yeah. up the science. Yeah, she's working on her uh, her stasis dinghy. What will be later be revealed to be her stasis dinghy? She cackles evilly. She's got she's she's in a chunk of the ship, hidden from others, because we just hear echoing through the halls. Because the, the dark side is huge, right? It was like a, a warship. Um, you would just hear Megatron's voice echo, Black Arachnia! Yeah. And she's I like, like when oh. she, So when she, when she goes to answer him, she says something that actually like is a thing like I have said to people every now and then whenever they call me. Like whenever yeah, I'm she, summoned. She, so she goes up to him and she's like, you bellowed? <laughs> So that's actually like since I first saw this episode, it's a thing that I'll say periodically if someone like even even at work, like if someone calls me over or something, I'll just I'll just go up to them and be like, "You bellowed." It's funny growing up every once in a while, like depending on the situation, I would throw in an Adam's family. You rang. <laughs> you bellowed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Megatron's, thing like, I Megatron's like, I, I did, yes. Oh, we missed you at the battle today, Black Nia. Well, since you're here, get to your battle station. And he tells uh, Waspinator that he has a special assignment for him and sends him off to some specific uh, coordinates. And yeah. Black Arachnia hears this and it like, is like, this is it! And starts laughing. And I'm like, so, did... Did did he tell Waspinator that on purpose? Maybe. So that Black Arachnia could overhear? Yes. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So the um so the Maximals are aboard the uh Klingon Bird of Prey and they take off. So uh, weird seeing them on on a fl- working ship. I know, we right? Spent all this time with ships just being a base. Yeah. That They're it's weird high- seeing them all like the X Men inside of this, this yeah. Klingon bird of prey. Also, this ship is really small. Like I'm yes. amazed it actually made this journey with how with how small it is. Yeah, very tiny, like little operative ship. Yeah. So it cloaks and uh 
Ravage tells the Maximals that they have that they the cloak is their advantage, but they also have like one other uh, ace up their sleeve, basically. And an alarm goes off, and we see Tarantulas uh, in his like in some like little like cave lab uh, leap away and transform and motorcycle off. Hmm. Yeah. Then, uh, then we we cut back to the Klingon bird of prey, which is now at the Predacon base, and the the Maximals all leap out of it. So weird. Why this was necessary? I feel like they didn't think this through. They all have their like melee weapon variants out too. Yeah. Like uh, which... Optimus has this like maces. Yeah, I'm like, just just stay on the fucking ship. Like, that ship has insane weaponry. Stay on the ship and then just shoot the shit out of the, the base, which is what the ship ends up doing anyway. Doing anyway. And then Ravage ends up boarding the ship later anyway? <laughs> Very confusing. They just wanted yeah. to make a cool action scene. And it's funny, inside the ship, the last two Maximals to leave are Cheetor and Silverbolt. And Cheetor is like, as if he's afraid of heights is like, no, 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 and Silverbolt pushes him. Like, somebody who like is chickening out of going skydiving at the last second. Yeah. But Cheetor can fly. Rhinox can't, and he jumped out on his own. Yeah, and That's he the... just goes, like, straight down. Also, the uh, Optimus and Silverbolt to transform, like, they don't say beast mode, they say flight mode. Yeah. And I think it's in the next episode, Rattrap says Knievel mode. <laughs> yeah i remember that yeah so i wonder if like i'm like are the writers just getting sick of writing beast mode all the time <laughs> trying to mix it up man rhinox just lands like a fucking boss with rat trap on his back how's that possible he's uh, he's a durable durable fellow he's a chonky boy so, uh, so it's some kind shit. of like Cheetor. Before we move on, it's kind of like Cheetor forgot he has to be. He has a flight mode or a beast mode because he's falling in his robot form, and he goes jets maximum, and he slams right into the ground head first, knocks himself out. Hmm. It's I. It's just played up for comedic effect. They had yeah. to throw they had to throw a slapstick joke in there. Yeah, because his jets go off late as he transforms into a cat and he flies across the the ground and smacks his head in a rock. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, you're saying so. So yeah, so, so uh, uh, a battle goes down. Like, I don't think we really need to go over like every no. single little bit that no. goes down. Uh, Rhinox takes out Inferno. With his gat. And uh, there's a bit where we see Black Arachnia is taking off in her stasis dinghy. <laughs> and Optimus uh, orders uh, Silverbolt to take her down. And Silverbolt doesn't do it. So she fucks off. And yeah. then the, um, the Klingon bird of prey, as I mentioned earlier, shows up and just shoots the living shit out of the top of the dark side. Completely disabling it. Yep. And... Uh, Inside the ship, uh, some, like, energy restraints get thrown on Megatron, and Megatron's all like, what? Yeah, just... And, uh, yeah, 
the the Maximals show up with uh with Ravage and Ravage is all like uh Megatron, you are under arrest. Greetings, Megatron. You are under arrest. In the name of the Pax Cybertronia, which must uh, be the The Treaty. Yeah. The treaty. Yeah. The treaty between the two of them, yeah. Yeah, the pre- so, Pax Cybertronia and the Predacon Alliance, you are under right. Yeah. Oh, you you mentioned it earlier. Um, Optimus yelling at Silverbolt, um, to take out Black Arachnia. Yeah. Was like, I think she's heading to, uh, and he gets hit by like a Waspinator or something like that. Yeah. So, it's like, Optimus is the only one. Well, it makes sense that only Optimus would know that. He's older. He's the leader. He knows what planet they're on. Okay, whatever. But yeah, the like you were saying, the Maximals won. All the yep. other Predacons scattered. But it seems like they meant to, like Waspinator, like blows a raspberry and like flies away. Yeah. Yeah, they they all purposely abandon ship. Megatron definitely has a plan here, and this is part of it. Like he meant to be caught. Yeah. So because the, he uh, didn't get it from his throne. Yeah, and he Did didn't he? even really like try to fight back or like flee nope. or even flee or anything. No, it's so as yeah. if he was caught unawares. Taken unawares. I'm a fool. <laughs> Uh, so Megatron's arrested, and uh, the Maximals are all looking happy, and we get a uh, big old to-be-continued screen. The Agenda Part 1. The Agenda Part 1. Done and complete. Dunzo. Too much energy. The Agenda Part 2. Uh, the episode opens with... Uh, uh, a stern uh, actually, talking. Yeah, it's actually a pretty great scene. I think this might actually be one of my favorite Beast War scenes thus far. Really? Yeah. Um, so basically, what what's happening here? Um, so, Silverbolt goes to Optimus Primal's private quarters. Yeah, he's been he's been summoned to his. Uh, Silverbolt has been summoned to uh, Optimus's ready room, basically, to to use a a Star Trek analogy. Yeah, there's a desk there with like different. What do we got? Different like awards or trophies or plaques or paperweights. Yeah. But yeah, Primal is like, I don't know what's going on, but it stops right now. And Silverbolt. Silver yeah, and Silverbolt is basically just like, uh, I don't know what you mean. Uh, and Optimus is like, I'm talking about you and a certain female Predacon. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong, and I'll apologize right now. Yeah. Uh, this is a good scene. Yeah, the voice acting. Yeah, this is. I think this is actually, like, some of my favorite voice work in this show from Gary Chalk. Like, I think this is some of the best uh, acting he's done in this show. Yeah, it's just the, the delivery of everything. Yeah. yeah Tell it's me a I'm really... wrong, and I'll apologize right now. Hmm? Yeah. It's a really tense scene. Yeah, and Silverbolt just kind of sh- sh- hangs his head. Well, that's just prime. 
Sir, I believe I can bring her around. And he slams the... Yeah, he actually slams slams his his fist down and says, oh, don't be an idiot. And I'm like, damn. Primal's kind of becoming unhinged He's done with, like, fucking around here. Like, people are dying. Yeah. Right? Like, this is serious business. Yeah. And what is it? She might be made from maximum parts, but she's Predacon to the core. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Optimus basically tells... uh, uh, Silverbolt that she's using him and that uh, uh, he's one of the noblest individuals that Optimus has ever met and that's his greatest strength and it's also his greatest weakness. So basically yeah. he's telling him he's being gullible and Black Arachne is taking advantage of him. And which yeah. I mean could be true. Probably is true. At least to an extent. Why not both? Why not both? <laughs> she could be like into him, but also, you know, get some benefits from it. Exactly. Like she got the the graviton emitter. Yeah. So. Yeah, for the um for the the stasis dinghy. Yeah, so she at least used him for that, which ends up helping the maximals. Wait, no, it doesn't. Just helps. Anyways, yeah. Um. So, so he kind of almost loses it. He kind of goes like, "Your actions jeopardizing, like, our, like, our lives. Uh, if we weren't holding Megatron, and he kind of, like, gets all like tense, and his, like, he almost loses it, and like his voice kind of like cracks. And like you said, I'm like, wow, the <laughs> this this yeah. scene, this is the most." Optimus has never had to have a talk like this. So it expands on his character a little bit. And we, we kind of need that from Optimus I think this Primal. is probably one of the most like dramatically tense scenes that the show that we've seen in the show thus far. And I mean that in like a mature way. Not in a like It's dramatic. Yeah. Not in a like on any like, oh, oh God, the I will destroy you, Maximal. Cheers. <laughs> no, I'd say it feels very like it feels like a conversation you could see, imagine yourself potentially having with someone, and very much like because technically there is some military structure to it. He turns his back. This is a, a little bit like Star trek right where he turns his back to him and he goes you're confined to your quarters yeah and so he says that uh cheetor is gonna bring black arachnia in and silverbolt uh disagrees with that and is all like well she trusts me so i'm the one to to bring her in and optimus is like fuck that go to your room he's like yeah shut up and go to your room no nintendo Nintendo for for a week And Silverbolt's like, a week? I might as well kill myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he he does raise a good point. He doesn't, Matt Optimus Primal doesn't agree, but he says, because she does fancy me, she might show me compassion, right? And I can talk to her and try to bring him in. 
But Cheetor, she won't give a shit about, and she's fine with destroying. So in the very least, send me, because she won't be hostile with me. And he still doesn't buy it. No. No, go to your room. And uh, we cut to the the Klingon bird of prey, mm-hmm. where uh, Ravage is holding Megatron in... Uh, he's holding him in those electronic uh, electric binders that we... We we saw him it's like hovering up and down his body. Yeah, yeah. That we saw him get like bound in at the end of last episode. Bat- yeah, binding. Yeah, and but he's also is different. Sorry, go ahead. But he's also in like not only not only is he bound, but he's also in a cell that is has like an energy shield, a very Star Trek like energy yeah. shield. It looks like a Star Trek brig. <laughs> yeah, and we get to see because Ravage is on the outside of the. Um, the holding cell, we get to see their size difference. Yeah. And I think Ravage is bigger than Rat Trap, but still very like maybe Cheetor sized. I think Ravage is probably about the size of a person, would be my guess. Is he? Y- yeah. <laughs> um, was he standing next to them? No, he was sitting or like is, in relation to like Rat Trap or Cheetor, how tall is he? Because he looks I, puny compared to Megatron when they're talking here. Yeah, I don't Tiny. think we. I don't think we've really seen him stand. Yeah, we haven't really gotten any sense of scale with him other than with Megatron here. Correct. He's either been like pointing guns at him, or the he's been sitting down in yeah. his ship. He's never just been standing next to them. Yeah. So based on Megatron, I, I don't know che- Cheetor height, uh, Rat Trap height. He's he's small. He's small. Mm-hmm. He's small. S M O L. Yeah, you knew what I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Megatron in the scene, he's trying to appeal to. He's trying to appeal to. Ravage saying, um, um. That oh, I did what your leaders were too afraid to do. I yeah. I made my move against the maximal. Yeah, and Ravage kind of like levels with him a bit, and he says, "Ah, the Predacons will have their mo- their moment, but you won't be part of it, or something like that." Well, he says, "You, <laughs> I served under the original Megatron, and you have you, his name, but yeah. not his army." Yes, yeah. you may have his name. But not his army. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not really what made the original Megatron. I'd say it's his ambition, his intelligence, like a lot of things, but just defining him by his army? Is... Yeah. I mean, I've seen that show. His uh, his army was not his strength. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, he. what does he say here? He's like, Oh well, what does it matter if um, your ship is too depleted, energon depleted by battle to return to Cybertron? But the Maximals have nothing. No, they were expecting rescue. And so, what yeah. does he say? Oh, I have uh, a secret store of energon cubes. Right, that's what. Yeah, secret store of energon cubes. Uh, uh, and. Ravage is like, well, I think I will take it anyway. Yeah. If you've got a secret stash, I'll 
take it and not release you. Yeah, and Megatron's like, well, only I know the the location of it, and the location is encrypted, and... Oh, my minions, GTFO. Yeah. And then Ravage is like, oh, uh, uh, well, I'll find, basically, I'll find it anyway. Permit you, permit me to introduce Lieutenant Tarantulas of the Predacon Secret Police. Yeah, because he's all like, don't you wonder how I got into your ship so easily? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dun-da-dun. Who's here saluting? And this is, we, we, uh, listeners, me and Cal talked about this a little bit off air already, but like, this is fucking dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> because like, Tarantulas has been kind of at odds with Megatron and like, seemingly hasn't given a shit about his authority, has no respect for him. So you'd think and if Megatron he was like. could have scrapped him by now and he'd have yeah. reason to multiple times. So you'd think if Megatron, like, you'd think if Tarantulas was really a spy. He'd pretend like, to be more loyal? He Yeah, he'd pretend to be more loyal and agreeable. Or at least neutral? Yeah. Like, he, like if anyone following along remembers that um, he left the Predacons yeah. to go do his own thing. Yeah, and, and at the, the end of last season. If you're not with us, then you're against us approach. Yeah, at the end of last season, he straight up tried to fucking leave the planet. He yeah. stole a transwarp cell from Megatron's ship and, like, was going to put it in a stasis pod so he could fuck off while the rest of them So died. if he's, yeah, if he's a spy for the, the Decepticons, for the, sorry, the Predacons, yeah. then why was he going to abandon his mission Maybe he's just a really fucking shitty spy. <laughs> it it doesn't make sense. They threw it in there just because. I don't know. They wanted to give Tarantulas something to do. I think it would have been more impactful, honestly, if Scorponok was still alive and he turned out to be a double agent. Holy shit, that, that would have blown my mind. And he'd be like, Lieutenant Scorponok reporting for duty. <laughs> or operative Scorponok. And, and Megatron would be like, what? What? <laughs> you're, what? you're fucking kidding, right? <laughs> Scorponok <Scorpionok>. loyal. <laughs> I gave you more time with the Nintendo 64 than anyone else, and this is how you repay me. You I let you bitch. use the game shark, for Christ's sake. <laughs> And the expansion pack. Every, <laughs> everyone else had to play Perfect Dark without it. Cheers. All they could do was play that one multiplayer level. <laughs> but I let you have access to the whole game with the entire expansion pack. And this is how you repay me. I'm going to have to write my own timeline. Like Raptorbot Chronicles, <laughs> Scorponok still being alive. And Tarantulas having been scrapped long ago. It's all coming <laughs> together. Yep. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Tarantulas is part of the secret police. Yeah, the most trustworthy. And um, what does he say? He's like, a mole within my own organization all this time? And I'm like, but you've never trusted him. He's a bad mole. He left you like a month or two ago. Yep. <laughs> 
Yep, he is the the worst mole. Um, so, Megatron looks at the camera and he's like, "And I never expected." And I'm like, "Wait, did he?" Yeah, he's looking at the camera in a very like wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of way. Um, yeah. So Tarantulas is like uh, tells Ravage that he's located the Energon cache, and Ravage says, "Oh, I'll send the Maximals to retrieve it." And Megatron's like, "Yes, you do that." Yes. <laughs> I'm okay. overselling it a bit. I, no, that that's literally what he says. Uh, and now that I'm rewatching this with you, okay. He fucking always knew, or at least heavily suspected that Tarantulas's he doesn't even need to suspect. Tarantulas's allegiances were never like heavily with the Predacons. Even early in season one, like when um Pterosaur like takes over. Yeah. When he's all juiced and he's like, uh Tarantulas, you're in charge. I'll be right back. What does he mean you command? I'm second in command. I'm and second so, in command. So command. And then he just fucked off. off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, kind of the worst field agent ever. In my opinion, whatever. Yeah. So Cheetor is on his way to uh, talk to go go get Black Arachnia. Silverbolt's in his room. Something. Yeah, and uh, Cheetor says to to Silverbolt like, "Oh, I promise I'll bring her in with minimal damage, <laughs> <laughs> or something along." I'll those just lines. pull her hair, slap her around a little. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking to him through his bedroom door. Yeah. And he's like, I wanted to say I'm I'm sorry about this. And Silverbolt, what does he do? He's like, I'm sorry about this too, Cheetor. Yeah, and he like and, punches him and uh yeah. he's like, Cheetor, are you alright? And Cheetor is this Because like, he opens his door. Yeah. And Cheetor is like, Oh, I'll be okay. Then I'm sorry. Oh, for what? <laughs> For this! Punches him again. Jesus Christ, dude. I'm a little dizzy. Whoa, another two. Imagine he's just standing here going like, why won't you die? (laughs) He's like, I'm a robot. I can't get knocked out. What are you doing? And the funny thing is, while he's like pummeling Cheetor, Rat Trap walks by. Uh. I think, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he shows up, and I think he, like, shoots at Silverbolt and ends up accidentally blowing a hole in the wall, and then Silverbolt flies out of it. Silverbolt um, actually takes one grenade, oh. wingtips, his... throws it at the wall, blows a hole in it, and jumps out. One of his uh, style hand grenade. His <laughs> style hand grenade. <laughs> and Optimus is like, um, looking out of the hole in like disbelief, and Rat Trap's right beside him, and he's like, "Ah, he used to be young like that." <laughs> I'm like, "It's good to have a sense of humor." I guess. And Optimus is just like, "What?" <laughs> he literally, he's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and Rat Trap's like, "Oh, I, uh, I, I mean, looks like we got some trouble on our hands. Trouble with a capital B." Yep, and she, uh, Cheetor. B? 
As in, like, Black Arachnia. Arachnias. Oh. Okay, that's not what I thought he meant. I was oh. like, what could B possibly be? Boobs? Bitch? Bolt? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like racking my head and I'm like, oh, right. Her her full name is Black Arachnia. Yep. Derp. We, we, we got there, folks. <laughs> yeah. A is for... Man, one of the, the comments on our on our other podcast. Um, I can't remember, but we were doing like, oh, the ABCs with Megabyte. And I was like, A is for uh, ABCs. <laughs> <laughs> because I was thinking of his like forces, the ABCs. And I, that's one of the dumber things I've said on this show. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. I say dumb things all the time. Uh, we all do. I assure yeah. you. <laughs> Why? Do, why are we looking at ants on the ground? Oh, it's a, it's um, it's a fire ant hill. Foreshadow. That's the. It's yeah. foreshadowing something. Foreshadowing, yeah. So we got Optimus and uh, uh, Cheetor flying somewhere. Uh, they're going on the mission Ravage sent them on to go find the hidden stabilized Energon yeah. supply, and I keep forgetting that. The transwarp explosion stabilized a bunch of raw energon on the planet. Yeah, I keep yeah, forgetting that because I'm like, why are they in cubes? Why are they state? Why is it stabilized? Yeah, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't stabilize all of the energon on the planet. Just no. uh, little caches of it here or there. Yeah, just the energon in like certain areas on the planet, um, like the cave that. Uh, Tarantulas found. Yeah, I think it. Um, yeah, in uh, at the end of uh, coming of the Fusors Part Two, Rhinox is explaining to uh, to to the newly resurrected Optimus Primal that all of the he says all of the energon locally was either detonated or converted into stable energon cubes. Uh, all of the energon locally, he's like. As for the rest of the planet, well, we'll have to wait for Tigatron and Air Razor's report. Uh, so they know Energon... Is that report coming? <laughs> uh, rip in peace, maybe? I, I, any People listening, I, I actually have no fucking idea. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a week-to-week wild ride for me. Yeah, Cal doesn't... I actually remember, but uh, I not going to reveal any of that i'm going She'll to pretend much like weirder <laughs> i'm going to pretend like it's 1997 yes party like it's 1997 <laughs> years before y2k so <laughs> cheetor says some cheetor bullshit literally yeah and quite literally the game. yeah he said <laughs> i he can't says believe like, i trusted a dog i'm a cat <laughs> <laughs> next time i see him one of these days, <laughs> I'm gonna shock it to him. She, shock it to him real good. Oh, yeah, and he actually does this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, no, you won't, Cheetor. There's the cave. <laughs> Let's get that energy on. Yeah, it'll be easy. And then we can go to the water park. <laughs> I can't wait. Ravage seems like such a trustworthy guy. <laughs> right. Optimus is like something smells fishy. 
pull out their guns and they infiltrate. And it's just like a small like little group of crystals. Like raw energon crystals. Like the yeah. tiniest like little patch. Yeah, not even cubes. They've been double crossed. Yeah. And Inferno shows up and says some Inferno bullshit. Yeah, he's laughing maniacally as he does. Yep, yelling out, blah, blah. By royal command, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And we get to see Waspinator off on his own mission. Yep, going to those uh, coordinates. And Black Arachnia is following him with her stasis dinghy. With her sky ship. Yeah, her steampunk (laughs) airship. Yep. They've got like spikes on it and shit like that. And uh, it's got like a little rudder in the back. Yeah, like it's I got said, the handle from the ta- terror board. It's got one of those little levers from a terror board. Yeah, it's her. And we hear this like loud, like long howl. I do appreciate how jury rigged looking this thing is. Yeah, it seems like something <laughs> she made in a week, right? Yeah. And um, Silverbolt flies up beside her and he's like, ma'am, pull this vehicle over. Yeah, and they they exchange some words about how like uh Silverbolt is basically like, I think you want to be good because that's what I want you to be. I and think you like, should be noble. And she's all like I'm not what you want me to be. I'm a Exactly. Yeah. And I I think that's cool. It's a cool conversation to to have, and he's like, "You won't shoot me," but the you have a good point. Like, oh, I think that you are what I I want you to like. <sighs> yeah, that you, that you was my that. yeah that was my big takeaway when I was watching this earlier. I'm like, Silverbolt is really per- like he he's re like he's straight up trying to change her. He's like he has this idea of what she could be in her head, and he's trying to make her become that. It's actually kind of shitty. I don't think he's doing that on purpose. I think no, he's no. like, oh, I can see the good in you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but I'm not saying he, he's into, doing yeah. I'm not saying he's doing it on purpose. Um, you can't go into a relationship expecting people to change. Yeah, and to be fair, like fixing them. Was this even like with how common it was in pop culture at the time? Like, was that was the like like fundamental flaw of that mind? Like, was that even a thing people were aware of in the mid nineties? Yeah, there's definitely like post two thousand ten, like kind of an awakening about a lot of acceptable behavior. Right? Yeah. Like, did they even realize? But he wants everybody to be good and get along, right? Like, he believes the best of of people. And I like her response. She's like, you need to screw off. And he's like, I won't. She's like, "Uh, I'll shoot you. (laughs) The way she says it. I don't think you will. (laughs) He's like, no, no. I don't think. My heart tells me that you won't. And she fucking shoots him. She fucking shoots him. He's like, what are you going to do? Shoot me? <laughs> she shoots him. And his reaction's great. He's like, you shot me. He <laughs> even raises his voice as he says it. Yeah, He's just I so stunned. <laughs> and she's like, no, duh, dog boy. 
Yeah. And she's and like, he... remember, I'm evil. Yeah, and then he spins it around. He's like, but wait. You I... shot me in a non-vital area. <laughs> Therefore, the the inner goodness of your maximal interior is uh, shining through or some And she's like, ah, oh, shut up. And he's like, but you can see he's like speaking through pain. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, given that, I think your inner goodness is shined through it's non-lethal so and she like freaks out and this is this is great <laughs> this is great and uh what does he say he says i know how you're feeling you don't know whether to kiss me or kill me and Which i'm like is oh that a is a terrible line I, but it does match um certain creatures like praying ma- female praying mantis and female um black widow spiders so who I- often eat their they're made. Well, I think his line is dumb. I like her follow-up. Oh. Being like, I'm a Black Widow spider, you idiot. I can do both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I like that. And, and uh, gets... Man, what a complicated but great relationship. I love it. Fucking love it. And I love what happens here when they're kissing. Or Waspinator. Man. Yeah, poor Waspinator. He's poor like, Wasp- he's on a secret mission. Yep. And he transforms and he's like, Waspinator has reached Ardenet. Yeah. He, and he, the viewer sees, go ahead. Dude, dude doesn't get important jobs very often. This was very important. He usually, like, just gets sent off to, like, go build relay towers or jamming towers, rather. For no reason. And end up getting, yeah. like, pushed onto that he ends up getting crushed under <laughs> um, and so and, uh, so he's the, like the, her rasbinator has reached coordinates transforms and then the the fucking uh stasis dinghy like crashes into him blows him into several pieces. hundreds of pieces yeah yeah Just chunks go flying but the dinghy explodes too yeah and so everyone's just falling. Waspinator parts, black arachnia screeching. Yeah. Um, Silverbolt can fly, so. Good thing he swoops in to save the day. He does. He fucking supermans her. And his little um, music note comes in to doon, 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 like the kind of medieval knight, like yeah. trumpet. Do, 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 do. And she's like, oh no, you're not saving my life again. Even after I shot you? And he's like, it's my duty. And he, he does this fourth wall break. He's like, it's my duty as a maximum and as a heroic character. And he like winks. <laughs> yeah, I find Silverbolt's uh, shtick is kind of a mix between the like stereotypical like uh, knight saving the princess and Superman. I get some a bit of Superman vibes from him too. He has to do he he has to believe that everyone's good. He has to give people second chance. He has to. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I get that now that you mention it, yeah. Yeah, Black Arachnia is like, you know I like him big and stupid, but you're really pushing it. And I'm like, okay, so the relationship is it's it's a weird kind of stable. It's as stable as Energon Crystals. <laughs> there you go. For now, yeah. 
so we go back to the trap that Inferno set. Yeah. For Cheetor and Optimus Primal. Inferno, who starts shorting out from the Energon buildup. And yeah. uh, the Optimus and Cheetor are not shorting out. So this is finally confirming, beyond a shadow of doubt, once and for all, that Transmetals do not short out from Energon exposure. They can stay in that form forever. Yeah. I don't think they can do internal repairs in that form. Oh, maybe, maybe they can. Um, but the rules are completely different for Transmetals. Yeah. So yeah, my Inferno partner, start... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, my partner and I were watching this, and he starts shorting out like he can't fly anymore. His... Right? And he's like, <laughs> and my partner's like, does, does he like pain? And I'm like, well, it's not that Maybe. he likes pain. It's that this is, he may or may not, but he just doesn't fear pain. Like he, he, he laughs the pain away. Mm. <laughs> He's even like laughing and slap, slamming. Yeah. Um, Put him out of his misery, Optimus. Hit him with your fucking mace. Knock him out. <laughs> well, but before, he doesn't need to be- because Inferno is all like, for the royalty! <laughs> and points his uh, his flame flame, his flamethrower at the like cache of Energon crystals and just ignites them. Yeah. And Optimus and Cheetor are like, well, Time to go, and they fuck off. And they fuck off, but here's the thing. The the Energon crystals start to like overload, and they begin to get ready to blow up. And he's not trying to escape Inferno. I guess he can't move. Yeah. But like Optimus much, and Cheetor, too much. Optimus and Cheetor, are, they have lots of time to get away. They got out in like five seconds. They're like nowhere near the blast, so this was kind of for not pointless. I think it was it was very senseless suicide. Yeah, maybe he was hoping there'd be more energon and the explosion would be larger. But the show kind of shows like him warp a little before like disintegrating, heavily implying that he's. He's done. Like he's he's actually yeah. Done that was time. that was a weird effect that we haven't seen. Thus I haven't far. seen it. How it like warped space. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, he 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 dead, presumably. Presumably, yeah. We've seen him fall apart, but not be disintegrated. So. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he'll be back next season. Like nothing happened. Maybe he will be a transmetal too and be reborn. <laughs> no, maybe. Yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I guess I'll find out. Actually, I do know. But... You know, but I I don't. And you know that I know that you know that I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the so, yeah Ra- the, Ra- the mountain explodes and uh, uh, Optimus and. Cheetor, Super Ape, and uh, Sky Cat away. Yeah. And we're back in Ravage's ship, and he calmly walks up to Megatron, and he's like, so, it was a trap. 
Oh no, really? <laughs> really? I love how fucking. And Ravage is like, you are a pe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, Points a auto cannon at him. Megatron is just like, I know you have uh, no intention of bringing me or any of the Maximals back to Cybertron alive. Which, uh, Ravage. I don't know why Optimus would think that. Yeah, I either. don't know either. We, we mentioned that earlier in the recording. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Ravage confirms it. He's like, that is true. But your crew is scattered, and I want no witnesses. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Megatron is like, did you ever wonder why I stole the golden disc in the first place? He's got, He's like, got this, such like, a smarmy <laughs> grin on his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so he uh, recounts the story of the uh, the the golden disc ori- originally came from the the Voyager spacecraft, which was launched uh, at the same time the the secret war, as he puts it, between the Autobots and Decepticons was beginning. So here's why I have uh. a problem with that. So the the Voyager uh, spacecraft was launched, I believe, in fuck, what was it, nineteen seventy eight? Oh, jeez, I I feel bad because I this is usually a fact that I can recite. Your space probe launched. Google says that it is seventy seven. Seventy seven. Okay, I was close. Yep. Um. Okay, so it was launched in 1977. Okay. It is mentioned, and we know this because it's canon, but it's it's also mentioned, I believe, in the next part, in part three of the agenda, that the Autobots and Decepticons awoke on Earth in 1984. So how did G1 Megatron encode secret messages on the golden disc that was launched like what is it uh six years seven years seven years seven years prior to them actually waking up on earth hmm unless the time unless g1 happened in the 70s like is the timeline for it in the 70s no they woke up they woke up in 1984 it even says in the 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 next episode like black arachnia straight up says that they awoke in 1984 oh you're right and if that if the voyager probe was launched in 77 so how, how did, did how did g1 megatron encode a message on the golden disc. And not only that, like the message that he encoded on the golden disc sounds like he was at a point where he was losing the war already. Further than 84. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Into the, the, um, the Transformers open the, yeah. the battle with the Autobots and Decepticons. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you got him. The, I mean, it's not like you're. We're the first ones to like notice that discrepancy. I'm sure the community I'm, knows that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But that might not be common knowledge. That's a little bit of a. Yeah, and there'd be no way he'd be able to get it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So there's some fudging there. And G1 is set during is set in 1984 and Transformers the movie is set in 2005. Transformers the movie that came out in 85. 80 86. Sorry, 86 is set in 2005. Yeah. Right. And like the predi- or the Predacons, the Decepticons are like they're ruling Cybertron at that point. Because it even mentions in the opening narration that uh, the Autobots have like secret bases on the moons where they're trying to like rebuild their yeah. forces. And they have Autobot City on Earth. So like Yeah, I don't know. And Megatron dies in that movie and then becomes Galvatron. So, like, when would he have even sent, like, recorded this message? It seems like they were. Yeah, because it seemed like, from what we know about G1, and, like, for listeners, uh, neither me nor Cal are experts. No. (laughs) Nor do we claim to be. We're, Um, We're dabblers. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, but, like, it seems like the time between G1 and Transformers the movie, the Decepticons basically, maybe not won the war, but they were able to take over Cybertron again. They, they like, they, they were definitely in the lead. When was the Voyager 2 probe sent out? Um, Googling it here. Oh. Also, nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah. So I was, I was one because I thought they were close together, but it was uh, launched. Yeah, as part of so, the Voyager program, it was launched before its twin, Voyager One. What? Eh, whatever. <laughs> Make, makes sense to me. <laughs> I Seems actually didn't legit. know that. Yeah, I did not know that. Okay, no, so uh, whatever. Oh, yeah, anyway, so... Fudging, fudging the timeline, yeah. yeah but it's, so... that's kind of cool to think about, though. Yeah. Anyway, I, I feel like I may have been dwelling on that a little bit too much, but No, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of a... The, 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 ti- the, the, the timeline's kind of hokey there. You're right, he shouldn't have been able to encrypt that message. No. But yeah, so, so the so um the the tale is he's saying the disc um left Earth just after the secret war between the Autobots and the Decepticons began, right? Yeah, and uh Megatron uh the original ins- the original Megatron inscribed a secret message on the golden disc, which Beast Wars Megatron discovered and decoded. Now it shows him lasering it in space, Christopher. Mm. And remember, the the probe went around like Saturn or Jupiter, 
before leaving the system. And they do fight in the solar system during G1, right? Mm. So years like, let me see here. Uh, Actually, actually, when, when did Voyager probe orbit? Uh okay, so do do do. It left, went out in nineteen, and hence <laughs> timeline in nineteen. Voyager one. So in 1981, the Voyager 2 encountered Saturn and began its... um, Voyager 1 encountered Saturn as well, right before 1981. Okay. And in 1986, Voyager 2 encountered Uranus... 1990, it took that picture of like pale, pale blue dot. Right. So in 1980, the Voyager 1 encountered Saturn and began its orbit around it. Right. You know what? They can go in, um, their, their ships, um, are implied they can go like, uh, fractions of the speed of light, right? I think there's no continuity error because um, in the scene when he's telling the story to Ravage, the Voyager probe is in going in space. Mm. Yeah, okay. Look at that. Every, see, people, we're, we're learning things. I would be interested to know, though, like exactly when in the timeline that happened, because I, you know what, I'm going to make that my project because I'm, I'm interested in space. I'm interested in NASA. I'm interested in space program and stuff. I'll, I'm going to find out not during our recording, (laughs) but I'm going to look in into that because I, I, I'm really interested in that too. All right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll maybe bring that up on next week's podcast. Yeah, so so Ravage is actually seems pretty intrigued by the story. He's like listening intently, like with his cat ears twitching and his mouth agape. And um, he says, "Well, how am I to believe you, Megatron? Uh, you said the disc was destroyed." And uh, Megatron kind of gestures to like let him out of the hold, out of his like energy uh, restraints. And so Ravage is like, Autogons online. Yeah. Aim uh, at the prisoner. Yeah, aim at the prisoner. And then he releases the uh, restraints on Megatron. And Megatron pulls out from his back pocket that he still has a fragment of the golden disc. And so he pulls Which out I, his... This is enough? I guess. He Can pulls you make out... a CD work with just a shard? No, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So he pulls out his uh, his uh, CD, 
his video, his VCD player attachment on his, his dick laser. Yeah. His uh, multi-tool. And yeah. he spins it. Yeah, and it plays a uh, a video uh, of G1 Megatron. Yeah. Yep. G1 Megatron, voiced by Gary Chalk. Yeah, this is Megatron, leader of the Decepticons. And like Ravage's like mouth like goes open and his eyes like go wide. Ravage is all like Daddy <laughs> Daddy <laughs> And um like you said, he's he seems to be making this video a little bit later as he begins to lose. Yeah. Because he's saying, if you're hearing this, it means I failed this time. Yeah, which is, like I said, like that's something I'm kind of curious about because, like, the time between G1 and Transformers the movie, the like 21 year time gap, like yeah. in Transformers the movie, like Megatron and the Decepticons are ruling Cybertron. So it's like, oh, where, where in that period? Oh, did see he what feel- you mean? Why it it doesn't line up now? Because then yeah. the, he becomes Galvatron after. So- and then he be yeah, then he becomes Galvatron, like during the events of that movie. So I'm like, so where in that twenty one period twenty one year period did he feel like it was such a lost cause that he needed to just randomly encode a message <laughs> on a disc floating on a satellite or like a uh interstellar spacecraft like floating off into the void? And how did he know that that would end up at Cybertron? Oh, because that's how they knew about humanity? Because of the Voyager probe? No. No. No? The Ark randomly landed on Earth. Yeah, the the Ark was heading to Earth because they detected Energon there or something like uh, that. But... Yeah, so why did he encrypt a message on one of um, humanity's like space probes. Yeah. Cause keep in mind, we, we sent it just off into black space, right? Oh, be free, <laughs> be free. Maybe one day you'll reach Cybertron. <laughs> so like, what was Megan? Original... Maybe one day you'll meet, you'll reach Cybertron. Maybe another day you'll become an energy cloud and encounter the USS enterprise. <laughs> I've seen that, seen that episode. Oh, that was the a movie, uh, Star Trek: The Motion. Or picture. sorry, a uh, movie. Yeah, yeah. I actually rewatched wow, that recently. Been years. I, I like it's been it years. more. I like I, I liked it more now. I should rewatch it. it. I haven't seen it since I, I was, I was like younger. sixteen. I'm gonna rewatch it. I think the biggest issue that I have with that movie is it feels like an episode of a TV show. Unlike that's, the, that's what the they said episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It feels like an ep- and orig- it indeed it was originally written to be a two-hour pilot for uh, a new Star Trek TV show that didn't get picked up, so they just oh made I didn't it into know that a movie yeah. Uh, but the so, rest of the the rest of the uh, uh, original cast movies uh, actually feel like films and feel cinematic, but the motion picture does not. Yeah. Because part of me was like, wasn't that a TV show? No. So, 
in the mess the encrypted message before it gets cut off um mega og megatron says um like we're losing the the battle um but um this is a message of any of my descendants that find that that may find that, that may find and then it starts to break apart Oh, sorry. And he messing. He's like, I know that transwarp technology is being developed as right. we speak. Right. Yeah. So he's like, we don't have the t- ability to time travel now, but maybe someday. And actually, not to get uh, too too far ahead, but in the the War for Cybertron Earthrise cartoon, uh, that's actually something that kind of gets alluded to. I'm so stoked to talk about that. Me too. <laughs> and so the it cuts off, meaning that there's a part of the message that, because um, Megatron has obviously reviewed OG Megatron's total message, and so like Ravage seeing like OG Megatron is just like, uh, like stunned, thinks about it, and then just lets Megatron go. Because I mean, who's he loyal to? He's not loyal to the Predacon, like the Pred. Fuck, what was that council called? The, the Tripredicus Council. Tripredicus Council. Like he just saw a message from OG Mega Megatron, being like, "Hey, maybe with some time shenanigans, things can change." So, like to Ravage, who's completely just loyal to OG Megatron, he's just like. Whoa! This is bigger than than anything. This is like bigger than me. So his allegiance just completely like switched right on over to man. Good job, Megatron. They, oh fuck! They did such a good job with with Megatron on Beast Wars, and none of his like schemes feel like forced or feel like a movie being like, ah, I bet you're wondering how I did that, and then behind the scenes is all of this bullshit no all of his like cunning and his manipulation and his like tactics and his social manipulation it this is man they do such a good job i i can't believe it was actually ravage on his side it was was actually a teleportation device (laughs) and the original version but i don't actually teleport it just creates a copy and the original version of me gets dropped into a tank (laughs) and drowns (laughs) And there's an entire landfill of just corpses of me. It's exactly what uh, the prestige. Yeah, yeah, the prestige. Uh, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> that that is. I'm sorry. That's just so dumb. Oh, by the way, this actually happens, and I actually murder myself like every time I do this. What? Why what? would you go along with that? Why would other you go along with that? Well, one of me gets to live. So dying. Fuck that. I mean, I, I get the copy being like, okay, well, I guess it is what it is, but like, like you, like the version of you, like the, the one who's going to die is the one who has to set all of this up. Like, why would you, why would that version go along with that? Like, what if one of them, like, is just like, I've decided that I want to live. <laughs> Yeah. Talk about a throwback. And anybody who's list, been listening to us, like on this journey, is that's a joke. 
<laughs> Christopher made on Beast Wars Part 2? No, that was a joke you made, actually. Of, right, when he's like, time for, I'll go down with you, Optimus. And he closes his lies, and then he opens them all up again, and he's like, Huh? Oh! Just no one else is around. Just, like leaps away. I've decided that I want to live. <laughs> Fuck! I always uh, get the illusionist confused with the prestige. Both like mediocre magic movies, or were they? I've, I don't remember. I've seen them both. I don't remember anything about the illusionist. But I've seen I, the prestige more because <laughs> I've I, seen I, both once. Because I, I tend to like Christopher Nolan films, so I've yeah. revisited The Prestige a few times. I haven't seen it in probably like a decade at this the point. The Illusionist, but... he had like a twin? It was like the same gimmick, but different, slightly mm. different plot or something? I I don't know. So Megatron's free in the show. And uh, he like walks up to Ravage. And we get to see the height difference, because he like bends down to like, look into his eye and um ravage is like let us talk and there's a confusing exchange here because like ravage opens his mouth and like looks up at him and like megatron looks down at him with like gritted teeth yeah and I was like I, oh i thought yeah is he gonna fuck him weird. up right yeah um, they do great job at strange. ravages um ravages uh facial expressions in this episode you thought it was strange too? Yeah. And um, his face wow. just reminds me of Tigatron. Yeah, like a like black Tigatron. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I swear they're just using the same mod, like face model. It, it's 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 different. It's it's noticeably different. But I mean they're both cat well, Cheetor doesn't look anything like that. Yeah, I can see that. I I feel like they took the Tigatron the the beast mode Tigatron <laughs> face model and just modified it. Well, considering how long Ravage is on the show, uh, that's that'd probably be the cheapest way to yeah <laughs> to do it. Yeah, he's in uh, two episodes. Yeah, and or three, I guess. He die. He dies in the next episode. Yeah, and. We, almost because that that was like a huge dramatic scene. We cut to a comedic scene where Waspinator is his head is sitting on his his own hand, like riding it, and it's like clawing yeah, him along, like, pulling him like he's riding his own hand like a little sleigh. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah he's like. Whip, like kind of whining about his He's predicament. Says some waspinator bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And we we uh, in the background is uh, Black Arachnia and Silverbolt, and they're Black Arachnia is like they're digging. Yeah, she's digging, and Silverbolt's like saying his typical bullshit of like, and he's like, "What?" Oh, Somebody cover Just this. Like, Will you shut the fuck up, dude? Shut the fuck up and help me dig. Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, but right after, we'll join the max." Yeah. And she's like, "No, dig." <laughs> and uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and she's like, "You see that big rock up there? 
think you can take it out, and she, like, touches his chest, and he's like, Stand aside, citizen! I have this. <laughs> and he just, like, throws, like, his, like, hand grenade things at it. <laughs> and stands there, like, dun 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 I am mighty. <laughs> and she kind of goes, ugh, and, like, rolls her even though she doesn't have like pupils, her eyes are just like black. You can like tell she rolls her eyes because she goes, <sighs> "Yeah." And uh, so we cut to uh, Optimus and Cheetor flying, and uh, uh, Rattrap radios them, and uh, he's like, "Well, I've got good news and bad news." <laughs> and uh, God. I remember what the bad what was what was the good news? Yeah. Oh uh Oh yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, so the good news is we don't have to uh uh deal with that stinking uh, Decepticon any longer. So what's the bad news? Well, the bad news is he switched sides. And the uh the Klingon bird of prey shows up behind uh Optimus and uh Cheetor. With Megatron, like, chilling out, like, right on the nose of it. Like, right on the the fucking hood of, of it. And I'm like, why isn't he in... <laughs> I'm going to send you, you a screenshot of this. 45 with Optimus's mouth wide fucking open. <laughs> if I could get a non-blurry image of that, I would... Th- that is fucking great. I might... Like, it's I, huge! It's fucking... He's I, like, I, huh? I, ah! I, I have the great. I have the the show on DVD, so I might. Oh, so try, you have a higher quality. Yeah, I, I might try and like um like slow mo it to get like a really high quality version and make it the show art for this episode because it's so fucking funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so yeah, uh, 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 for the listeners, um, so Optimus is like, huh, ah, and then like his mouth just goes like comically agape. Like right, and the camera like zooms like right into it. Yeah, it's, as he it, like flees. Yeah, it's so it's so fucking funny. Opt, uh, yeah. Well, what was that thing I've posted a few times? Um, no context, Optimus. <laughs> Just the fucking faces he makes throughout the show. Yeah, and Ravage is in. Ravage is inside the ship with his like hands on his hips. And he goes, Decepticons forever! And he and, like, leaps up a fist. and transforms into a cassette tape, and it plays that fucking G1 Transformer sound. When I watched this episode for the first time when I was 13, I'd like lost my fucking mind. And and then the, the Beast Wars like heavy metal like guitar riffs start playing yeah. as he it goes I, I can't make the fucking sounds, man. But it makes the I don't um, think anyone OG can. Sound. <laughs> it makes some people pretty good. Um it makes the the original transformation sound, turns into a fucking cassette and he flies into a cassette player in his own ship and I'm like and it, the the Beast Wars like metal music is like playing in the background and I'm like I'm I'm so fucking hype. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so fucking hype for this. The way he just like scream like yells Decepticons forever. I just And um the episode cuts out with um Megatron evil laughing, riding 
the, the Ravage's ship with his hand in the air, and he like points forward. It's just it's badass. It's fucking badass. I so fucking stoked. I can't believe how good this three parter is. So good. And, uh, and that's the episode. That was episode two. So that has been the penultimate two episodes of the second season of Beast Wars, The Agendas Part 1 and 2. Uh, unfortunately, due to some scheduling conflicts, we weren't able to record the third part of The Agenda, so breaking format a little bit. But the good news is we will be back next week with an entire episode dedicated to The Agenda Part 3, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, you know, because this is uh, it's a big one and there's uh, there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, best way to support the show is if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, uh, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. It really helps us out with discoverability. Also, check out our website, www.toomuchenergon.ca. The www part is very important because shit doesn't work otherwise, and I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash toomuchenergon, or for our uh, podcasting network, Lasercomb Productions, uh, just more broad content that we, that we provide, uh, go to facebook.com slash lasercomb. Speaking of laser comb, uh, if you want to follow me, Christopher Siege, on Twitter, uh, you can find me at lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, or for the Too Much Energon uh, Twitter feed, at Too Much Energon. You can also follow me on Instagram, at Christopher Siege. As I mentioned, we will be back next week with the third... And final part of the Agenda Trilogy, The Agenda Part 3, which is also the season finale of Season 2 of Beast Wars, so stay tuned for that. I have been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege, and until next week, Beast Mode. Beast Mode!